This is a project of the Mashup Americans. Welcome to Grief Collected, where we explore how grief moves through our bodies, our families, and our communities, and why we need to feel it all in order to transform our future. Today, we're sharing a literary meditation from one of our favorite writers on Earth, the wonderful Alexander Chi. Hey all, this is Amy Choi, and I'm so beyond excited to share a meditation with you today, a reading on grief from one of my absolute favorite writers, Alexander Chi. Alexander is the author of the novels Edinburgh and The Queen of the Night, as well as an essay collection that moved me profoundly called How to Write an Autobiographical Novel. He joins the podcast today to share an essay he published in 2018, Why Grieve is the Word of the Year. 2018 seems like an impossibly faraway time pre-pandemic, but every word still rings true. I hope the compassion, love, wisdom, and tenderness he weaves into his grief and into his words resonates with you as much as it does with us. Why grieve is the word of the year. The last few years, I've become a commuter, though I suppose I always was one in some attenuated way. My current commute ranges widely. Sometimes it is just the 25 minutes it takes me to drive from my apartment in Vermont to my classroom in New Hampshire and back again. As my husband still works in New York, sometimes it is the five hours I travel to him on the bus. And then I have been traveling more than ever, touring for my new book and teaching writing in far-flung places, either exotic or mundane, Florence, Italy, or Portland, Oregon, for example. And everywhere I go, I take my tiny suitcase that rolls and a shoulder bag balanced on top of it. I usually carry too many things, and my knees are paying the price. What I described, though, started after the election of 2016. I would be simply going along with my day, and then I would just stop. I would usually be listening to the news on the radio or looking at tweets after turning off the ignition in my car. And I would find myself just sitting there, unable to commute any further. A tiredness so deep, I could scarcely believe it. Who do you think is going to carry you? I began to tease myself. For months, I wondered why. But then, one night this fall, I had a memory of when I would be tired, but not quite asleep at the end of a car trip. And I would pretend to be asleep so my father would carry me out of the car and into the house. I enjoyed it so much, the silent, tender contact. It was my dad I was waiting for, gone these 38 years, and me still being the boy wishing for him to show up and carry me to bed. I was surprised to find myself caught in old grief because I had, have, so much new grief, still unmet. Losses going back over the last few years. People I feel I have not had time to mourn. The friend who died the night of the election of 2016 thinking Hillary Clinton would be president or the friend who succumbed to his addiction at last, 
I had once helped him through a night like the one he didn't survive. Or the family member who took his life, feeling as if the God he'd prayed to had stopped speaking to him. This isn't even all of them, and it isn't even all I need to grieve. I always knew those in power would rather kill the world than share power or give it up, but it is still stark to recall the dead. Those who died in Puerto Rico, their survivors still waiting for help, migrant children separated at the border from their parents, made to travel in Halloween masks to disguise them, or representing themselves in court as young as two years old, dying without medical care after sleeping in cages, and their families killed on their return by those they fled. They weren't exaggerating about fleeing for their lives. The veterans who have taken their own lives at home now and outnumbering those fallen in a war that has lasted longer than some of their lives and those they were sent to kill. There's a research for an AIDS cure entirely halted by the government because it uses fetal tissue. There's the Yemeni genocide victims, the Myanmar genocide victims, and the Syrian ones. And there's a horrific repetitiveness to it all as if it all comes out of the same kit of evil, passed around between governments and glimpsed when I read about the authoritarians in other countries and sometimes for a moment think I'm reading the news about the ones here at home. I am trying to save my ability to respond, a friend said the other day at lunch. She was explaining her own reluctance to do more than read headlines. I wondered if that was even what had happened to me. I wondered if being unable to read the news was already an inability to respond. I didn't say anything though, because for some people staying alive is their form of resistance and it has to be enough, even as we have to do more. But I recently concluded, I saved my ability to respond by responding. How are you doing? people ask me, and for the last few years I'll say, I feel like a bowling ball in the wind, or as one friend observed after I said this, a hurricane. I feel like a stone skipping across an ocean of grief that is also me. I used to love taking pictures of the clouds, for example, but I don't as much anymore, increasingly certain that their size and splendor is a result of the evaporating ice at the poles. I am still haunted by the morning in 2007 when I woke to find it 50 degrees in late December in Massachusetts and averted my eyes at the weak new mosquitoes plastered to the humid walls and door of my apartment's foyer. They, like me, were certain something was increasingly wrong. I have a friend who posts on social media a lot about crying and has at times annoyed or even enraged me. But I tried hard not to react, aware the size of my reaction meant it was my problem. Something about it threatened me. I want to stop and cry. I want someone else to carry me upstairs. I want time I don't have and a person who won't return. And meanwhile, there's me and this country I live in, a country I would never have agreed to move to.
How do you grieve then? When there's no time. When climate departure is as close as 12 years away. And the only thing scientists have been wrong about thus far is that the disaster is closer, not further, than we thought. How do you grieve when all the energy you have is devoted to keeping you standing upright? We have our ceremonies for the dead, this I know. My friend who died on election night, she had once given me a set of salts, salt enough for years. She gave them to me in 2011, and a few months ago I found myself at the bottom of what I thought was the end of the salt. But it wasn't. I had the impulse to hold on to it, to not use it. A tear crept into my eye to find myself so close to the end and missing her. And so I've been thinking about the idea of grief, the word, as inadequate. Maybe what I need is not to lose myself in grief, but to find myself in grieving, to live in the verb of it, grieve, to admit my grieving into my life so I can grieve and live and keep those I've lost alongside those still here as I go forward into each new day. I write this on the night I am off to celebrate the last novel of a friend who died the year before. This novel is a little like that salt. I didn't know he had one more book to give us until it came in the mail. I think the dead always find their way back to us somehow, just never the way we expect. Maybe the only answer I need for now is just to keep moving forward, whether with tears or smiles, and to keep giving what I have and letting the future decide how it arrives and to whom. Maybe that's all we can do. All I know is that grief never ends because love never ends. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Alexander Chi edited The Best American Essays of 2022, which is available at bookstores now. You can also find him on Instagram at Chi Mobile. Grief Collected is a production of the Mashup Americans, executive produced by Amy S. Choi and Rebecca Lair. Senior editor and producer is Sarah Pellegrini. Development producer is Dupe Oyabolu. Production manager, Shelby Sandlin. Original music composed by the Brothers Tang. Sound design support by Pedro Rafael Rosado. Website design by Voxy. Grief Collected is supported in part by a grant from the Pop Culture Collaborative. Please make sure to follow and share this show with all of your friends. Ciao!